You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. What the actual hell is going on with football? Is is anyone not named the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles? Are, is anyone good? <laughs> I don't know good what's. Question. I don't. I don't know what's going on with football right now, Shawnee. I, I can't. Or the are the bad teams bad? Like the Bears. I you know. Washington were dead in the water two weeks ago, and now all of a sudden we're a win against. Sam Ellinger away from being 500. Like, what, what is going on here? Like, I, are the Giants that good? Are, are, are the Bucks that bad? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with football. Quite frankly, my head is is just spinning around my shoulders. I don't know what to make of it, Shawnee. Um, gosh, do we have so much to get into. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I think this has been one of the more baffling years to date that I can remember. Honestly, like like fantasy wise, it's been a strange year. Um, really, no consistency in terms of fantasy production. I'm sure anyone listening to this can probably say their fantasy team has either looked really good or really bad at points. Um, I don't know what to make of this year. I don't know what to make of what's going on so far. But nonetheless, after further review, is here to break it all down. We missed you last week. It was quite a busy week, so uh, apologies for the delay, but we are back. Connor Forrest of After Further Review. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are on this spinning rock we call Earth. I am joined remotely by my dearest friend, Mr. Sean Olette from Arlington, Virginia. Shawnee boy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. A little uh, bummed out about that Monday night game, my Patriots. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not too bad to be a game under under 500 i think you're there as well with your commanders so we are uh, we are we are even so we'll have to see how this week plays out it's going to be interesting we had a fantastic a legendary back and forth text chain that made its way on instagram me and shawnee always have some <laughs> great true. conversations um you know and i don't want to start out attacking you uh or your or your team shawnee because you know how much i i, I love you dearly you're one of my dearest friends um n- I'm just going to say this. New England embarrassed themselves on Monday night collectively. Like the collection of states, the collection of fans, the way that you all, you know, I'm speaking to you, New England, and I'm honestly even speaking to you, Shawnee. The way that you guys behaved on Monday night in regards to Bailey Zappi was arguably one of the most embarrassing, like, one-man play acts I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I couldn't believe the actual seriousness that some people were talking about, like this dude orchestrates two moderately decent drives, and and you all are moderately decent, Shawnee. Uh, march you right, all, march right down the field and get two touchdown type drives. I want you, you to go? proceed to tell me this, what happened. You know what for this the rest is, everybody. This, this is somebody talking who doesn't have a quarterback and hasn't had one since 2012. Shawnee, go ahead. Guess what? I can admit that you guys were actively going, and I was seeing this. I was watching you morons. Go on to Twitter and actively go, <laughs> hey, this is our future. It's Zappy Hour. Hey, Mac Jones, you know that pro bowler we had? Let's go ahead and bench him. It's it's almost like you guys have don't know what a good quarterback is. Oh, wait, you spent 20 years looking at one of the greatest quarterback of all times, and all of a sudden you're without him for two years, and now we're infatuated with Bailey Zappy because we don't know what to do with ourselves. You embarrassed yourselves. The whole collection of you he, he, need to take a fat L. Connor. He has a better year so far than Mac Jones. 
Mac Jones has two touchdowns, six interceptions over, I believe, three and a half games, if you want to consider what he played on Monday, a half game. Bailey Zappi, I think, has five touchdowns, two interceptions. Are you prepared to and tell what, me what, that Bailey Zappi is a better quarterback than Mac Jones? I don't know about overall. We haven't had a large enough sample size. But right now, yeah, Zappi is statistically better than Mac Jones. Are, are you prepared to say that he's better than Mac Jones? Are we just going to say that? We, no, I, I really don't know. It hasn't been enough of a sample size. Look, Mac Jones goes out against the Jets this week and throws two interceptions in the first quarter, and they put Bailey Zappi in, and he throws three touchdowns or vice versa. Let's say it's the other way around. Let's say Zappi – I know Mac Jones is starting, but let's say Zappi makes his way in and throws three interceptions. I'll You know, that that is what it is. But uh, as of right now, I would say statistically the better quarterback is Bailey Zappi. Doesn't mean he's meant to start. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we made a lot of moves to get Mac Jones 15th overall back uh, in 2021 for the draft. So I think I think Jones is still the starter. But Bailey Zappi, he, he's looking good. Like, th- there's no denying. He looks like a good rookie quarterback, right? I mean, you, you can't deny that. I haven't seen enough to say that. What I have seen enough okay, of. Well, but, but so far, based on what you've seen, is he good? No. No, I think he's a backup. Oh, my goodness. Sean, he's a backup, De- dude. Define good. Define good. Is Trey Lance good? Because he's better so than far, Trey no. Lance. No, so far, Trey okay, Lance has not been go. good. So far, Justin, Justin Fields. Fields good? No, Justin Fields is a horrific NFL quarterback. Like, honestly, dude, okay. uh, he, he's, he's a, he might be the one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched. Like, I, I, can, I am telling you this from the standpoint of I – it's my job. It's my job. And and Patriots fans out there were trying to make it their job. It's my job to cheer for bad quarterbacks. I've been doing it for 25 years. All <laughs> I've been told is Jason Campbell first round, Mark Bunnell coming back to to resurrect his career. Oh, it's it's Todd Collins. Oh, it's Rex Grossman. Hey, maybe RG3, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith. I just named you I, that that stretch was was is my life. That's my life. All my, it's my job to cheer for the Taylor Heineke's. It's my job to cheer for the bad quarterbacks that come in and out of Washington that I have to hype up and pretend are starting caliber quarterbacks. It's not New England's job. You had Tom Brady for 20 years. Okay. Well, we don't anymore. Let me ask you this. Would you be upset if Bailey Zappi went to the commanders? Not that that's going to happen, but let's just say he was on the commanders. Would you be more upset than you are right now with your current quarterback situation or less upset? I wouldn't be concerned if he came to the commanders and was sitting there holding the clipboard and sipping Gatorade. No problem with that. I'd have no problem with him. I have no problem with Taylor Heineke doing so. I have a problem if all of a sudden I have my fan base convincing. It's the same idiotic crap I see Washington doing. Hey, man, it's Taylor Heineke season. This is Taylor Heineke. No, stop immediately. No, you all are too damaged. You're too hurt. He is a good backup. I promise you if you watched anything against the Packers this Sunday, he threw his first five. He was, by the way, he was 0 for 7 with a pick 6. He had a 0.0 quarterback rating. A (laughs) 0.0 through one half. He is a baller. He's a gamer. He has guts. He has no expectations, so everything he gives you is already a, man, look at this guy. And by the way, I was in the locker room on Sunday. That dude gets people going, and there's something to be said for that. But let's stop kidding ourselves. Bailey Zappi's not a starting NFL quarterback, okay? He's not. Taylor Heineke is not a starting NFL quarterback. You guys are so desperate to get back to... The and and it, I'm sorry. This is what Boston fans do, and it's what it drives me insane. Tom Brady leaves, and automatically you guys are, oh man, look at Mac Jones is terrible. Look at him being. I mean, I, I was the one who made fun of him for crawling off the field after spreading his ankle like he had just gotten shot in Vietnam. Uh, but all of this, <laughs> no, we need to find our next guy. Bailey Zappi season. It's Zappi hour. I honestly, Sean, I was feeling secondhand embarrassment. Do you ever like if you're ever at an event, maybe you're at a wedding. And somebody's giving a really, really bad, like, maid of honor or, or like, best man speech. And you're just sitting in your chair back at table 18. And you're just sipping on your drink going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm embarrassed for this guy. I don't even know what's going on here. That's how I felt. That's how I felt for all of New England on Monday night. So I just had to say okay. that. Also, I, I, don't, I don't really know what to make of the fact that you guys also allowed the Bears to score 33 points. Our defense was horrendous. We I just not contain the outside run. I, I I I just sat there and I was like I, I I I don't know. 
I just, I, and I hate to do this because, Johnny, I love you tremendously. I hate to start the show attacking you, but I felt so embarrassed for <laughs> New England. I felt so embarrassed for a fan base that has done nothing but seen a good quarterback and seen good quarterback play. You feel like they would be equipped to say, hey, Bailey Zappi, fun time. This guy's not an answer. But to watch them trip over themselves to get on their keyboards and, and just embarrass themselves one after the other. I'm just, look, the northeastern states we call New England, I'm lobbing you a fat L. Okay. I have to give well, it to you. We'll enjoy Zappy Hour while you enjoy Heineke. Beer. I'm not enjoying any of them. None of this is enjoyable. <laughs> I'm not enjoying any of this. You, Nothing dude, is enjoyable. Dude, all right, you, you do realize you're three and four when literally a couple weeks ago you said the season was over. Yes. You, you, just be happy about something. Look, I, I can and I will be. And I and quite frankly, it's it's it sounds counterintuitive, but – I am happy. I am. I'm. I'm happy about the fact that my favorite team is happy. I'm happy that my job was easier on Sunday because we got to win. I, in the big picture of things, I am not happy. In the big picture of things, I'm not happy because I don't like how this team is constructed. I don't like how we still don't have a quarterback. I don't like that we paid so much for Carson Wentz that has literally. It, honestly, Shawnee, Taylor Heineke might just be better than Carson Wentz just straight up at this point. Like, I know yeah. there are things that Carson does better than Taylor, and there are things that Taylor does better than Carson. If it turns out by the end of the year that Carson Wentz going to IR is the last we ever saw of him because Taylor Heineke is just better, I can't tell you how many red flags, how many sirens need to go off to go, oh, my God, we just spent $28 million guaranteed. We killed our cap. We killed the ability to get anybody else in free agency because that was who we went in on. And we might as well have just stayed with Taylor, who's making, what, five mil a year? I, I mean, I'd go insane. But I can only go insane so many times per week. I think I've gone insane five times this week alone, and all five <laughs> of them have been regarding the NFL. Um, so I think I've used up all my tokens. Next week it resets. But for yeah, now. Well, just be happy you're in the NFC and not the AFC. Because, you, you, you know, you string some wins together, you know, they're – not as strong of a conference. You guys could sneak in there, maybe. It's true. Maybe not. I mean, what an embarrassment. I mean, I got to tell you. I mean, <laughs> it, honestly, Shawnee, and and you, you, you're you're lucky to watch the Bengals getting it back together again, and um, you know, it, it, the Jets are fun to watch. The Chiefs and the Bills are the class of of the NFL. I mean, I can't I can't get over some of what's going on in the NFC right now. I just can't I can't get over it. Um, but I, I think we're just gonna have to get into it. We're just going to have to get into it. Uh, week seven was insane. Uh, it was an insane week. Some of the craziest upsets you'll ever see. And um, not to spoil anything that we're going to get into, um, I'm worried that we might have to put a stake in a couple teams that I just I don't want to put stakes into. Um, but we're going to get into everything uh, to do with that. Um, let's go rapid fire around the league real quick, Shawnee. I want to I want to catch everybody up on some transactions that have taken place. The trade deadline is quick approaching, and some teams are really taking advantage of it uh, so far. Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys, uh, a trade to uh, bolster up that defensive line, a big defensive tackle from the Raiders. Cowboys make a move there. Today, Kadarius Toney, uh, former first-round pick for the Giants, who just, if it's off-field issues, I don't know what the deal was with Kadarius Tony. That was one of the big things coming into the draft that was a worry for him was off-field issues. He just didn't. He showed a couple flashes with the Giants, but didn't. He was never used. Um, there were some strange reports about him not getting along with people and not showing up to practice and things like that. Um, so the Giants shipped him off for kind of really just chump change. I believe it was like a fifth and a sixth to the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are trying to get a speedster back. I, I think if you utilize him well. Um, and he has kind of uh, you know a rebirth and, and gets another chance. Uh, maybe he he gets you know back on track and and, and can give you the speed that Tyree Kill um, kind of uh, left behind as he went to Miami. Uh, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. Robert Quinn to the Eagles uh, from the Bears. This guy who has struggled so far this year, um, but is not far removed from uh, from very very productive um, years uh, in the NFL. Uh, he as a defensive end is going to you know. Uh, join an, an already really strong Eagles defense. Eagles are just straight up going all in. I mean, at this point, um, if you look at their schedule, the weeks to come, a very soft landing spot. So um, you could see the Eagles, uh, you know, entering into the double digit uh, in, in terms of, of um, 
of going undefeated um, the, the next few weeks. I'd have to pull it up. Shawnee, while I'm talking, go ahead and pull up the Eagles next few games just so I don't forget it um, because it does make me a little nervous to think they, they might just be 10-11-0 um, before we blink our eyes. We're heading already into week eight. Um, but they're all in. Uh, we did miss this last week. A huge blockbuster um, was obviously the Panthers, who are totally selling off um, everything to do with what they have. It was Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals, um, who made a couple plays on uh, Thursday Night Football last Thursday. Um, but the big one was obviously Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. Uh, he obviously a Stanford grad, so he is back on the West Coast. Um, it's odd, man. The the Running back carousel um, in in San Francisco just continues to churn. It just continues to churn. It was, um, you know, Jeff Wilson, who's an undrafted free agent, you know, stepping in for um, just, I mean, just injuries left and right. And, I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey is already an injury-prone running back, but nonetheless when he's healthy um, and he's used in a, in a rotation. Uh, you know Kyle Shanahan is just going to think of so many great ways to use him. Uh, before I move on, Sean, do you have the uh, next five games for the Eagles? I do, yeah. So you're right. They really don't have a test until about December 11th. That's when they go to New York to take on the Giants. But until then, they're in Houston to play the Texans. That should be an easy win. They host the Commanders. Sorry, Connor. Should be an easy win. <laughs> rest in peace. Then they're in Indianapolis uh, taking on the Colts. Obviously, they bench Matt Ryan for the remainder of the season. So we'll have to see who the backup, who I don't even know who it is, Connor. You're going to have to help me on that one. Um, how he does. I know he went to Texas. And then they have the Packers who just don't look good at all. Um, the Packers are coming to Philly. Um, and then the Titans, who I just have never bought into, are coming to Philly. And I, I just I think Philly wins that. And then they have the Giants. Again, December 11th. That's a 1 o'clock game um, out in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. And then the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and then the Giants again after that. I would say, honestly, man, I mean, they, they have a shot at going undefeated. I, obviously, nothing's guaranteed. Um but, yeah, man, you never know. Oh, I, I I made a mistake. I'm sorry. They're in – or they host Pittsburgh this week, and then they travel to Houston. I missed that Pittsburgh game. Um, mm. But, yeah, man, they, they got a light schedule. They have light work. Yeah, they do have light work. And uh, they – I know, you know, they had their bye week this last week, and, and that second half against Dallas, they, they obviously slowed down a little bit. But, look, if Jalen Hurts can continue and, and that defense can continue – um, to kind of take advantage of a weak NFC and, and, and just keep playing really good ball. Um, yeah, I mean, we could be looking at uh, a situation where the division is wrapped up, like, obviously, I think before Christmas, but it, it, it could be a couple weeks before Christmas where the, the uh, division becomes out of reach. But the NFC East as a whole so far is head and shoulders above anybody in the NFC. Um, they look like their division that quite frankly could send three teams pretty easily, um, at, at this rate. So we'll see how it ends up playing out. Um, but we will see. I definitely wanted to, to touch on that before I forgot. Um, but those are some big transactions. Shawnee, I do want to get your thoughts real quick on Christian McCaffrey. Cause that's obviously, um, the big move. Is this a good move for San Francisco in your eyes? I don't know what to think about San Francisco this year. They, yeah, you know, that you had the injury to Trey Lance early in the year. He goes out. Jimmy Garoppolo comes back in as the starter. They have games where they look good. Then they have games where they lose and, and they look really bad. Um, this this week was an example. I believe they played the who they play this week. They played they the Chiefs to. this last week, and I mean they got off to a hot the start. Chiefs, yeah, uh, but yeah, know. that that's not as big of a deal. But I think a couple weeks ago they played the Seahawks, and I believe they lost, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. Seahawks are, are somehow at the top of the NFC West. You know, I, I I just I think Christian McCaffrey's been through so many injuries in his career. And, you know, if if the 49ers feel like that's somebody that's going to make their team better, that's fine. I don't think it's a horrible trade, but I also am always cautious about running backs and especially those um, who have had injuries. Um, obviously, the Panthers sending McCaffrey over there, they're in a 100% rebuild. That's no secret. Yeah. Um, they were supposed to lose this week. That was one of the big upsets, if not the biggest upset of the week, them beating the Bucks, um in Charlotte. But uh, the Panthers in a rebuild. So for the Panthers, it's good. You know, get get some get some draft picks, get some money, get some some ability to make moves a little bit later on um, over the next couple of seasons. So I, I like it for the Panthers. For the 49ers, I just I really don't know what to think about them. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what 
what to make of them either. I, but I, I do think that based off of last year, um, where your roster hasn't gotten significantly weaker, obviously Trey Lance, you, you, you know, came into this year as a starter. Um, but look, you, you got hot and you made an NFC championship run last year. So I, I have to imagine the floor for them is, is to, to make another run at least in the playoffs at this point. Um, but I, I don't quite know what to make of them. You're right. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm, I just don't know where consistency wise you, you kind of put him. I mean, um, it's kind of a, a different quarterback each week, it seems, um, with them. But to your point, uh, they, I mean, the Shanahan's for, I mean, even go back to their time in Washington. I mean, how many times they brought in guys like Alfred Morris and Ryan Terrain, like guys who off the scrap heap and just running backs that were found deep in rounds um, where they found some great success. Um, Jeff Wilson this year um, has been a, a really good piece for them, um, and he's a swing back. I mean, he's a guy, he, he he's a great receiving back as well. Um, and I think him mixed in with McCaffrey is going to help take a little bit of the load off. Um, I know Chuba Hubbard was, was that way uh, with the Panthers, but um, we'll see. I, I know Kyle Shanahan is, is going to, uh, to draft up some, some really good uh, – Good stuff up there for Christian, and, and we'll see. As long as he can stay healthy, um, he's definitely an addition. So I, I, I do think that at least Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are are all in on on trying to make, you know, last year the norm, you know, make another playoff run. Um, but you're right. You, you just – they've had some inconsistencies this year that, that – uh, obviously they showed a little bit last year, but they're hoping to try to gel a little bit towards the end of the year and, and, and get on to another hot run. I mean, they've, they've got mostly the same roster, so – um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, around the NFL, anything I'm missing, Shawnee? Matt Ryan getting benched for the season. Yep, I was going to get into that with the Colts. Uh, but, yeah, Matt Ryan getting benched. I mean, it, how funny is that, that the Colts really were um, so quick to move on from Carson Wentz? And, and quite frankly, were they were they wrong in that? Uh, probably not. Uh, but they were so quick to move on from Carson Wentz and jump right um, right into bed there with, with Matt Ryan. And, and they were so sure i mean the the way that they talk about him this offseason was hey this is a veteran this is our missing piece we have all the pieces offensively we got the best running back in football michael Pittman's taking another step up um on the outside i mean we have tools all over the place this is a quarterback away um and he was i mean as as bad as you could possibly imagine um he he's he just and it's a bummer Sean I honestly hate to see guys with great careers kind of wind down their career this way um especially on other teams right when when they move to another team and um it was the big you know medium push that the Colts did this offseason to make Matt Ryan look you know like hey this guy's our answer and from the jump he just he just physically doesn't have it anymore um so they decided uh, he's dealing with injury things, but it's a clear benching that Sam Ellinger, uh, a guy they drafted as a rookie from Texas, is just going to be their guy moving forward. So whatever he gives them is whatever he gives them. But a really just kind of a uh, a cherry on top of the crap Sunday that has been the uh, Colts season um, so far this year, Shawnee. So so pretty uh, pretty remarkable that we're not even at Halloween and uh, Matt Ryan is going to be watching games with an earpiece in. Yeah, and just something to note, um, he did, I believe they're calling it a shoulder injury or a, a dislocated something, um, and according to Frank Wright, that had nothing to do with the injury, the benching of Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, I, I think it just, if anything, it made the decision a little more clear, but but yep. he said the intention um, was to bench him regardless of the injury yeah. that Matt Ryan sustained in their last game. All right, Connor, if that is everything, I have all of last week's games pulled up right now with the final scores. Let's breeze through these and let's, let's make our uh, week eight, I believe we're coming up on, week eight yep. picks. Because um, I know that you and your wife have some Buffalo Wild Wings you got to get to, so you can watch them oh, Thursday yeah, night football. We so we will get, we will get through these as quickly as possible. Uh, let's start with last Thursday's game, and that was the Saints at the Cardinals, a forty-two to thirty-four win for the Cardinals. Score is a little closer than the game actually was. Cardinals, especially their defense in their uh, pick six game, really, really had a good game. The Cardinals slowly starting to look a little bit more like what we thought they would be. Yeah, I mean, and we were waiting for one of these games, right? I mean, it was. It was finally about time that they were able to get something going, but it was those two pick sixes 
uh, that were just kind of all all she wrote. Andy Dalton, four touchdowns, 361 through the air. The Saints were able to move the ball. Um, and it, it was a close game, really, uh, up until the last two minutes, it seemed, before halftime where the Cardinals got those two momentum-swinging plays and, and they just kind of took it and, and, and ran from there. Chris Olave for the Saints, over 100 yards, 106 through the air. Uh, Alvin Kamara wasn't, wasn't terribly effective. Um, on the ground, he's had a, 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 a down year. But the big piece, man, for the Cardinals, we talked about it a little bit uh, throughout the year. Um, it DeAndre Hopkins being back just changes the offense. And it just does. I mean, it, from every aspect of it, he comes back from his eight-game suspension and it's 10 receptions, 103 yards. Immediately, he's just a guy who draws defensive attention. He's a guy that Kyler Murray feels comfortable um, involving down the field, uh, in mid-range, on swing passes. I mean, he is uh, one of the best receivers in football. Um, and uh, while he's probably lost a little bit of a step from his uh, peak in Houston, um, he's a guy who clearly put that Cardinals offense over the top and they got a much-needed win um, at home against the Saints. All right, let's move on to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. We have the Browns going to Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. Ravens squeak out the victory 23-20. to uh, Connor, if you're the Ravens, I feel like you don't want to play at home because they are not good at home. Yeah, Lamar had nine completions in this game. Like, what the F? Like, what is going on here? Like, they, they played at the same time as Washington. I was just down 95 uh, down the beltway in Landover at the time, and the weather was perfectly fine, so I, I don't know what was going on. Uh, the Ravens have had a very strange year. Um, I, I don't really know what, what to make of them. I think tonight's going to be kind of a telltale um, for both teams on Thursday Night Football, uh, Ravens and Bucks. We'll make our picks shortly. Um, a 55-yard field goal from Justin Tucker was the deal breaker. Two touchdowns for Gus Edwards on the ground. He had a big day. Um, the Browns ran the ball well, and Jacoby Brissett was efficient, but the Ravens took care of business. I mean, the better team won. Um, it, again, they they didn't blow this game because obviously they won, but the Browns were able to kind of make it close at the end. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, the Ravens took care of business there, Shawnee. 23-20 was the final. All right, speaking about the Bucks, a three-point scored against the team they should have demolished. Panthers get the big upset win, 21-3. to I mean, where do you even start yeah, with dude. this game? The Bucks just look awful. Like, what the actual hell? Like, I, I didn't even know. I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, and, and it's one of those things where you'll you'll get – I feel like every team has these kind of what-the-hell games, um, no matter how good or bad you are. Um, the Bucs are, are, are truly alarming right now. Like, in, in, in all the wrong ways, they are, they are trending in – I'd almost say borderline unrecoverable, how, how just, just – unbelievably inefficient and, and just incapable of getting anything going. Um, DJ Moore uh, found the end zone for the Panthers, uh, and they just ran the ball all over Tampa. Uh, PJ Walker, a former XFL guy, uh, he was efficient. The Panthers ran all over them. Um, it, it just was kind of – it was just one of those days where Tampa's defense just got worn down from the, from the get-go. Um, PJ Walker succeeding last thing on the Panthers should show you how bad Matt Rule was at picking QBs. I mean, PJ Walker. <laughs> like I, when when we when the Panthers came to FedEx Field to play uh, in uh, the preseason week one, um, I was at the podium and the PR team for the Panthers. Uh, usually, kind of how press conferences work is you'll send the the head coach, you'll send the quarterback, and then you'll send uh, you know another key player. Um, usually it's your best receiver or running back. Um, the Panthers at the time sent four quarterbacks, um, to the podium, which was, which is kind of funny. Um, they sent, uh, obviously Baker, who was a starter and then Sam Darnold came up and then Matt Corral came up. Um, he was their, their rookie draft pick who was out for the year with an injury. And then PJ Walker came kind of trotting up at the end and we were kind of like PJ Walker, like, why is he even coming up here? Is he even going to make this team? Um, P steps in and looks great. I mean, he took command of the offense, was able to move the ball down the field. And I mean, this is a team that has is in full sale mode, um, firing their coach, just selling all their assets and, and, and preparing for the draft this coming year. Um, and he just looked really good. Um, Tampa are terrible right now. I mean, they're so bad, and I'm not really sure what to make of them. The game started with one of the worst drops you'll ever see from Mike Evans, which is, is rare. Um, and that's kind of all she wrote. That 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 really summed up the day. Um, offensively, they can't get anything going. The defense was run all over. Uh, my question, honestly, is: Is this the Chiefs of last year, or are the Bucks actually really screwed, Johnny? 
Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, anytime you have Tom Brady, I would not say you're actually screwed. I would say you're in trouble, maybe a little bit of panic, but if there's anybody who can turn it around, it's Tom Brady. Remember in the 2020 be. season when they won the Super Bowl, I believe they, they hadn't, they didn't win a game in November. If I'm not mistaken, they went about four or five weeks yeah. without winning a game. They didn't even have, they didn't even finish the season with a great record. Were they 10 and seven? I think they were 10 and seven. So. And they yeah. won the Super Bowl I'd have to look against back, the yeah. Chiefs. Um, so yeah, don't, don't ever count out Tom Brady. Um, he's only a game below 500. Um, maybe they squeak out the victory tonight. I, I really don't know what to make about the Ravens. Um, we'll obviously discuss this, um, a little bit later on. The, the last but, thing to uh, mention about the Bucks, Sean, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. For, yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but the only thing I would distinguish between those years is that, that those years, uh, the year they won the Super Bowl, their offensive line was the best in football. I mean, it was as clear as day as their offensive line was as, as, as good as it got. And Chris Godwin was healthy, and Mike Evans was healthy, and they had their their weapons, and they were healthy and good to go. Um, it's just not the case this year. Like, their offensive line is, is not as good. Chris Godwin's not healthy. Mike Evans is barely healthy. Julio Jones can't stay healthy. Um, but again, I mean, I, I the, and we'll get to the Packers. There's two different issues going on with, with these two veteran quarterbacks in these teams where the Packers, I think, are just bad in terms of their roster construction. They, they don't – I mean, Alan Lazard is your number one. I don't think that guy is the number one receiver on any other NFL team, and I'm not, I'm, all, I'm honestly not even kidding. Um, but the Bucks have all these tools, and they just can't – they can't seem to put it together. I don't get it. I can't make sense of it. Um, I would lean towards them being a little screwed right now, to be totally honest with you, because I've never seen this team under Brady look this inept. Um but I will remind everybody, the Chiefs, I remember coming onto the podcast last year and going, oh my God, I think the Chiefs are bad uh, because they looked <laughs> terrible and Patrick Mahomes looked horrible um, and they kind of just found a way to make it happen. But we'll see, Shawnee. Um, we'll, we'll definitely see. And, you know, it's also note, or, or uh, good to note uh, that they're in the NFC South Yeah, um, and I yeah. believe they're still on top of the NFC South. South, uh, despite their record, so, um, you know, Atlanta's not going to do anything. Panthers are trash. Um, I don't even know the – what's the other team in the, the Saints. South? Saints. Saints are trash. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, call it a hot take. I still think they make the playoffs. Um, I think they pull it together just enough to do that. Now, if they have to go and play the Eagles in the first round in Philadelphia, you know, rest in peace to Tom Brady's career. Um, <laughs> all right. If they continue to play like they are right now. Um, but, again, they could turn it around. Okay, and as you would expect game, I like these. Bengals, 35-17 to 17 win over the Falcons at home. Again, as you'd expect. Yeah, and honestly, the Bengals could have put up 60. I mean, they scored touchdowns on four consecutive drives. Um, look, it took a few weeks. They started 0-2. The Bengals are starting to pick up where they left off a bit last year. Um, Tyler Boyd, 155 yards on a score. Jamar Chase, uh, two touchdowns. Um, the Falcons really weren't in this game at any capacity. Um, and it, a team that has, like, gambling-wise has covered every game. They did not cover in this game. Um, and this was this was one of those games that uh, you'd figure it would be a fun one to watch. Um, but, the yeah, the Falcons just, just weren't in this at all. So it was good to see the Bengals back on. Jamar Chase, as of today, uh, the breaking news from him today is he is dealing with a hip injury that is more than likely going to land him on IR. It looks like a four- to six-week recovery period. So rest in peace to one of my fantasy teams. Um, I want to jump out the window and die right now, but um, I'm just going to have to play it cool. Uh, I'm hosting a podcast, so I, I have to hold my emotions in. And Again, I used my five uh, meltdown cards already this week, so I, I can't use six. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to be out, and that is that. But uh, good to see the Bengals' offense get going. So you'd have to imagine that uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are going to take extended roles here um, in the coming weeks for this offense. All right, let's move down to Dallas, a 24-6 win for the Cowboys. Dak is back. Did you like Dak Prescott? Uh, you know what? He did just enough. Um, and honestly, he didn't have to do much because the Lions are abysmal. I mean, they're an embarrassment. And congrats on sticking with Jared Goff, I guess. You know? I mean, the hard knocks train is way out of the station. Uh, I I think the station might even be gone uh, because they're just bad. Uh, I, I, I don't really know. I mean, their defense is terrible. Jared Goff is not good at all. Um and when you're playing a, a team like Dallas with a really, really good defense, it's just – it's not really a question. Um, it, the score was 17-6, to 6, but I, I don't think Dallas really had any worries in this one at all. Um, Dak managed, and, and that's kind of a, a perfect landing spot for him coming back and not having to push it, um, push the ball downfield. You just take the, the, the game over on the ground. 
Um, and that's that's all she wrote. Cowboys 17, Lions 6. So they get a home win um, against an NFC North opponent there. All right, Giants going down to Jacksonville, playing the Jags. 23-17 win for the Giants. They are now 6-1, and one, if you can believe it. First, let me ask you this. Is Brian Dable the best coach in football right now? Uh, he's the coach of the year. Uh, I, I, he's the coach of the year right now, uh, without a doubt. Do I think he's the best coach in football? No. I would take Mike Tomlin, obviously. You take the Bill Belichick's over there, right? I mean, Pete Carroll, look at what he's doing up in Seattle for a team that we thought we're going to be picking in the top three. Um, uh, but – Right now, he's the coach of the year. I mean, what he's doing with this Giants team, again, who are expected to be like Seattle and like Houston and like Washington, just bottom feeders, um, he's just making it happen. Now, the Giants aren't winning in terribly impressive fashion, and I do think this is a little bit of Washington circa 2018, right? Washington were 6-2 and two before Alex Smith's injury, but they weren't winning in any really dominating way, and it didn't seem like they, they, they were beating teams, but it just it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was sustainable. I kind of get a little bit of that vibe with the Giants. Um, they trailed for a while in this one, um, but the ground game just took over. Uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley over 100 yards each on the ground. Daniel Jones, I mean, what he's doing right now, again, do I, I question a little bit of the sustainability, but he's doing just enough. Uh, they're, they Saquon coming back has been everything for them. Um, and being able to take the pressure off of Daniel Jones um, and use him in key situations have been able to keep that chip from tilting one way or the other um he's limiting the back-breaking plays and he's using his legs a lot this year in in ways that we we've seen his ability um but they're just utilizing him in the running game the way that they just they haven't um in years past uh Giants defense funny enough um they sleeper had a horrible game uh gave up 452 yards um, but only 17 points. So the ultimate bend don't break. Um, the Giants keep rolling, man. Jaguars are just bad. Uh, and, the, and the Giants <laughs> just keep rolling. All right. Packers in Washington, 23-21 to 21 win for the Commanders. Connor, are you happy? Yeah, I, I am. I am. I got to tell you, I, I I didn't see this one coming. Um, I, I didn't. Uh, the the Packers are are just in, in uh, just so much trouble. Um, and quite frankly, um, Look, I, I like Matt LaFleur. I like him as a dude. I like him as a coach. I, I love him as an offensive mind. I thought he was great in Tennessee, and obviously he was with Washington uh, under the Shanahan staff. Um, the Packers should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed with how they showed up to the season. They should be embarrassed about the fact that uh, they decided uh, we're going to just part ways with Devontae Adams and, and essentially do nothing. Um, you take Sky Moore in the second round uh, – Okay, I guess uh, I I don't I don't really know what to like. Okay, great, congrats. Um, your number one receiver is Alan Lazard. I mean, Sean, watching this game, um, I I just at the game watching it physically, um, there was like seven or eight just horrific drops by by Packers receivers on key downs. Um, the first time ever. Here's a here's a a, a PR trivia fact for you. It's the first time ever in Aaron Rodgers' career that he has not completed. They they went 0 for 8 on third downs. They did not convert a single third down in this game. Um, Alan Lazar with drops. Romeo Dobbs is just bad. Like he's right now. I'm I'm not sure if if he will be a, a, just a bad receiver in football. I, I, I he just right now he's terrible. Um, Packers defense. Uh, they they were not impressed. I mean I I don't. I think the Packers are in some serious trouble, and and I think this is one of those spins that they they don't really climb out of because unfortunately right now the answers are not on their roster. They, they there is you're not going to get enough out of Alan Lazard to to make up the difference for the fact that you let Devontae Adams go and didn't really do anything about it. Um, if the Packers are not aggressive in free agency, uh, not not in free agency at this point by the trade deadline to go bring somebody in. I don't care who it is. You 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 gotta go find somebody. You have to go make trades and go bring in some talent for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the season's a wrap. It's just a wrap. Um, Washington on the other side. Uh, the the defense is coming into its own right now. Um, the defense is just coming into its own. Um, that front four for Washington specifically is starting to take over games, and um, we I I think the conversation has always been about this offense. It's always been about Carson Wentz, but just to watch 
uh, watch John Allen and Deron Payne take over games, and Chase Young will be joining in a couple weeks. Um, they're getting the ball rolling at the right time. And, uh, and I think that's going to be the formula for them. Taylor Heineke stepped in, had one of the worst first halves you'll ever see in your life, um, and, and really turned it on in the second half, made some big throws. And Terry McLaurin um, scoring uh, his first touchdown back uh, since week one against the Jaguars. So to get him involved is going to be key for them. And that's going to be the formula. You're going to live and die with what, what Taylor Heineke gives you. He'll turn the ball over a couple times. He'll make some great plays. Um, but your defense has got to step up. And, look, like I said, you're a win against Sam Ellinger away from 500. And in in a bad NFC, like, it's funny. The NFL is not allowing Washington to tank at this point. Um, your, your season is still very much relevant. And it's something I would have laughed at two weeks ago. Um, but they they just got to uh, – they've got to – to keep playing some dominant football defensively and, and live and die with what Taylor gives you. And, and that's that, but uh big, big win for Washington now who um, again, just injected life right back into a season that, that I think should have been over two weeks ago, but, but they're, you know, that is the WWE is it the undertaker in the casket, you know, that gif, the WWE wrestler uh, in his coffin yeah, and just right. punches it open and then sits right up. That's Washington right now. They've just come <laughs> back to life. So that, that is what we're looking at right here in our nation's capital there, Shawnee. All right, let's go to the Music City. The Titans played host to the Colts, 19-10 to win for the Titans. Yeah, this game wasn't great. Both teams are, are just bad, I'll be honest. The Colts are so much worse. Um, and Derrick Henry, like I said, when, when they played in Washington, um, the only thing really worth watching, over 100 yards, and that's, that is just how the Titans are going to win games. They're, they're going to limit you scoring because they've got a, a decent defense, and they're not really going to score very many points, and they're going to win ugly football games. Um, and that's that, uh, Matt Ryan offseason addition, the team fell in love with obviously benched, um, for being just that bad. Um, so we'll see Sam Ellinger takes the reins. I, I do. We literally have no idea what that guy is going to give you. Um, but, uh, but we will see they've, uh, the Titans have, have strung some ones, uh, wins together, um, to get to four and three here. So, um, we will, uh, we'll see, but I, I just don't think either of these teams are terribly good. All right, the Texans going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Good win for the Raiders, 38-20. to Yeah, um, I think it's sell time for the Texans. I, their competitive portion is obviously over um, in terms of the schedule. Um, but for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs blew up three touchdowns in a game where he just completely took over. Um, really good win for the Raiders. Uh, they needed this one, and uh, to put up 38 points kind of shows you what their offensive potential is. So uh, I think the Texans are cooked and, and the Raiders kind of get the ball rolling when they need it. All right. Um, I am pressing the siren button, the alarm button, the panic button on the Broncos season. They're toast. They lost to the Jets yep. 16 to nine at home. Um, Russell Wilson looks awful. Apparently he's like uh, practicing on airplanes that are flying back from London. Retire. Um, Just retire. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I think I think uh, that that was uh, a horrible move. I think Russell Wilson looks terrible, um, and the uh, the Jets are kind of good. Your thoughts? Yeah, it sucks in this one. Brees Hall had such a good game, and he tears his ACL, uh, which which just sucks for them. They make that move to get James Robinson up. Um, we'll see kind of what his role looks like. But the Jets ran all over Denver um, and are playing some real big time defense. Um, I'm not sure what to feel more, though. Excited for the Jets or, or just pure disappointment for the Broncos? Um, they were without Russell Wilson this week. Um, uh, what's his name? Rippon played. Um, I can't even remember his, uh, his his first name. Um, I think it's Mark Rippon's nephew. Um, but I, I don't even think he was a – like, Russell Wilson didn't play, and I'm not even sure that was a detriment. Uh, managing nine points won't win you anything. But what what happened to Russell Wilson, man? What happened to him? Like, I, I didn't think he was this, like, cheesy and this weird and this, like, oh, my God. But kind of all jokes aside and the weirdness of the situation, uh, if Russell Wilson can't get it together, even if it's not this year, the Broncos are screwed. I mean, they gave up so much money. They gave up so many draft picks. They invested every single thing into this guy. Um, and if this is the best he can give you, like, this will have set back the Broncos for multiple, multiple years. Um, cause you're not Russell Wilson. You're, you're not dumping him anytime soon. Um, based on this, this contract he just signed, he ain't going anywhere soon. So let's just hope for Denver's sake. He gets it together. Um, but, uh, jets are, are still, uh, still rolling on there, Shawnee. 
this is how much I don't believe in the Broncos. I didn't even know Russell Wilson wasn't playing. I, I didn't even know that coming into that. Still, they look terrible, and I, I don't think him playing would have made a difference because no, when he has, so. they look bad. All right, the Chiefs, they look good. 44-23 to victory out in the Bay against the 49ers. Uh, again, 49ers really don't know where they're going this year. Uh, Chiefs, you know, no Tyreek Hill. They're, they're hanging in there in the AFC. Yep, and honestly, man, it, they are a team that are – they look, Pat Mahomes – well, I don't know what more you can say. Um, just they, the, he just elevates everybody around him. And the Niners, unfortunately, they took an early lead and they fell victim to what most people fall victim to. And it's just the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So um, Chiefs putting up 44, um, you you know that they're just them and the Bills. I mean, as of right now, it just seems kind of uncontested in terms of cl- – I, I, I wouldn't even put the Eagles up there with the Chiefs and, and with the Bills. Um, those two AFC just juggernauts are going to be the gold standard here for the league, really, and that's just kind of that. All right, speaking of teams that are really not looking good, uh, we have the Chargers. They got another loss this week against a team that they really should have beat at home. Um, Obviously, they had that Jaguars loss a couple weeks ago at home. Um, But then the Seahawks come to town and just blow them out of the water. 37-23 win. Seahawks 4-3 at top of the NFC West. The Chargers, yikes, man. Yeah, you just you can't write this script, man. Gino, two touchdowns through the air, and Kenneth Walker. Like, if Kenneth Walker walked into my house, I'd be like, "Hey, I, what's up, bro? I don't, I don't need a new roof." Um, but Kenneth Walker, man, 168 yards and two touchdowns. He is just, um, I mean, he's a stud. And uh, the 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 Seahawks are a story that none of us saw coming. Um, I'm done with the Chargers right now, Sean. I'm officially putting my stamp. I'm done with the Chargers. Uh, they aren't good. They're not a good football team. Um, they have all the talent. They have all the promise. They they seem to have all the coaching, and they can't win football games. I'm done with them. I I, I don't I don't I'm I'm done sitting here and saying the Chargers will eventually get it together. The Chargers are a class of the AFC. They do nothing but have games like this. Where you're playing a team that's less talented than you, that you should just simply beat, and they just don't do it. So I'm done with them. I they stink. I'm, they stink on ice, and that's that. I'm I'm I'm. I, if I ever tell you the Chargers are good, just know I'm lying to you. They're bad. Um, and on top of that, J.C. Jackson out for the year um, with a season-ending injury is is a real gut punch. So I I don't even know what else to say about them. Um, but the Chargers, I I'm just putting a, I'm putting a fork on them. All right, let's talk about that Sunday night game, the Dolphins hosting the Steelers. Kind of an as-you'd-expect game. Maybe a little disappointing on the on the Dolphins' behalf. Only 16 points, but they did get the win 16-10. to 10. Tua made his return following that scary concussion yep. uh, that he suffered. I believe it was week three in uh, Cincinnati on Thursday night football. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on this one and your thoughts on the Dolphins going forward, who I believe now are 4-3 and three after starting 3-0. Yeah, they are. I, I I still feel like uh, as Tua comes back from this and gets himself more comfortable and gets his feet under him, I I think they'll get get back to to being more productive. I don't know if they're going to be as lights out as they were to start the year. Um, I, I think it takes you know it's around this time that teams are kind of starting to settle into themselves. So I'm not sure if they're as dominant of a team as they might have shown at points at the start of this year, but. Uh, I still think they're going to get get right, and uh, this this wasn't a terribly impressive win. Kenny Pickett's not very good um, at all, actually. I, I think he's pretty terrible. Um, now he's a rookie, right? This is this is his first few games. You're, you're going to get this. This is called quarterback development 101. That's just what it is. Um, but Tua was really desperate to try to throw picks. I, I think he had four or five like interception worthy throws. Um, where he's just striping balls right into uh, Steelers defenders who just weren't interested in catching it. Um, and also the one thing with Tua where I'm like, brother, man, can you learn to slide? Can we just can we get somebody in there to teach him how to slide? Um, like coming off of a concussion where he's missing multiple weeks and then just lowering his head and running head first into uh, into linebackers. It's like, all right, man, I'm not a neurologist, but that doesn't look fun. Please don't do that. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was a game ceiling pick at the end of the game for the uh, the Dolphins defense. Um, that uh, that was the difference maker there on Sunday Night Football. So Dolphins get a win. They're over 500, and the Steelers, uh, I think, are, are, are just not good this year. All right. Well, look at that. No Monday Night game to talk about. What a shame. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Are you sure about that, Johnny? <laughs> uh, but, all right, fine. 
33 to 14 win for the Bears over the Patriots. Let me just say, Patriots looked awful. Couldn't stop the outside run. Justin Fields could actually scramble in this game. Patriots did nothing to stop him. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was like um, it was just bad. It just wasn't a good game. But yeah. I will say, it's not that bad when it's zappy hour. No God, I'm going to literally Johnny. You're the one that said it. I, I you said it too in a text. I, I have to, the I have the screenshot. You do, and you posted it, and and honestly, it was great. And and I I did that after his first drive, but I I think the it it started to become a reality when I was like, oh my God, wait a second, Patriots fans are actually serious about this. I need to jump off my deck. This is embarrassing. <laughs> um. So uh. Yeah. I mean, I hate to tell you, man. Um. It's pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing for All right. Patriots fans. Yep. Well, we'll move on because we have the same record, so you can't make fun <laughs> of me too much. All right. Let's talk about the games today. Let's do or it. Or the game today and the games the rest of the week. So today, in just about, I think it's uh, 25 minutes away, Connor, yep. we have the Ravens and the Buccaneers. Oh, man, the Bucks need this bad. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here. The Bucks have to have this game. But, uh, I mean, if the Bucks go to 3-5, and five, like, oh, man, I don't know. And now, again, the, that NFC South is so bad that they're going to be in contention no matter what. Um, Ravens got to win this game. I mean, you absolutely have to win this game. Uh, I'll take the Ravens here, Shawnee. Oh, dude, I think I'm actually going to side with you. I'm going to go yeah. with the Ravens. And it well. sucks, Buc- man. Bucks I want. I love Tampa. I love Florida. I love Tom Brady. I love the Buccaneers. I love the pirate ship. I love everything about I love palm trees. I just I love everything about Tampa. Um, I'm going to live there one day, but I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I have to pick Baltimore right. City and- that I literally despise. Except the Inner Harbor. Yeah, Inner Harbor's not bad. Oh, man, I really don't want to pick them, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Fair I, enough. Yeah, I got to go with the Ravens. All right, um, let's stop playing games in London, um, but uh, <laughs> they'll ignore that advice, at least for this week. Uh, we have the Broncos and the Jaguars playing in London. I, I hate the London. Like, play in America. I feel All like right, they cause a lot of marital fights, too, by the way. Because I like what um, do you mean? My, my wife and I, uh, we, we love watching football. I'll say this much. It, it doesn't happen in my house. But I've just heard through the the grapevine of, <laughs> and it's like I see it on Twitter all the time. Like these guys are like, "Oh, my wife won't let me watch Sunday night football because I'm watching the London game." Or oh, the London game's on because if you think about it, you're going nine thirty a.m. You're going. Nine, I mean, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Fourteen hours of football. of football nonstop. So I just feel like the London game is really setting up for people to just get in fights. Oh boy. Um. Now you know, I, it, by the nature of my work. Um, I also, I, I'm so blessed and I, 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 I'm just so blessed with my wife and I, 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 you know, we're, we, we don't have a mommy daddy relationship. Like she doesn't, you know, we don't tell each other what to do, but she also knows based on my career and based on what my, my life is. She knows that Sunday in the fall is just football day. Um, and she loves football. She'll watch it with me. And, you know, in between kind of that four thirty game, maybe a halftime of the four thirty games, we'll go for walks and do different things. But like for the most part, like football day is football day here in the South. But I can't tell you how many people are like, man, I turned on the, <laughs> I turned on that Sunday morning game and all of a sudden three <laughs> o'clock walks around and I've been watching football for just six straight hours. And all of a sudden, um, I'm getting my wife just dragging me out by the collar of my shirt out the door to go furniture shopping. And it's like, oh, this is terrible news. So, um, yeah, I do feel like the NFL is really out to break up some marriages with these London games. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars here because I think the Broncos suck. Um, the Jags are really bad, too. Um, so but I'll take the I'll take the Jags here in this one because I, I just think the Broncos are totally inept. Um, my condolences to everybody in London for getting this game. <laughs> no kidding. We're sorry. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos as well. All right. Dolphins at the Lions on Sunday at one o'clock. We're back in America. Who do you have? Yeah. Uh, Dolphins got to win this one. I'm going to take Yeah, I agree. Here. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. All right. Panthers Falcons battle of the NFC South. Who do you have here? This is in Atlanta, by the way. Yeah, I think Atlanta is going to win this one. Um, the Atlanta have, have shown an ability to put up some points and I think they're going to do that. I agree. I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. All right, Cardinals, Vikings. Vikings really looking like one of the better teams in the NFC coming off of bye. Yeah, I I think the Cardinals are going to be much improved from what they were a couple weeks ago. I don't think they're going to be what they were last Thursday. Um, I know the Vikings defense has struggled a little bit, but if it becomes a shootout, I think the Vikings win this one. I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. I've been impressed by them. I really do like the Vikings. All right, Bears at the Cowboys. 
Who do you have? I would love, I would love to see the Bears put up 33 and do what they did uh, against the Patriots to Dallas. But the problem is Dallas's defense is not New England's defense. Dallas is going to win this game pretty handily, I think. Yeah, I'm going to have to side with you, unfortunately, there. I think Dallas wins this. Um, again, the Bears just aren't good. The Patriots just played worse. Yeah. Raiders at the Saints. This is, I mean, if you're the Raiders, these are the games. If you want to turn your season around, these are the ones you have to win. Yeah. You got the one last week that you had to win. Get it this week as well. I'll go with the Raiders. Who do you have? I will go ahead and take the... Sean, I'm going to go with the Saints here, actually. This feels like mm. one of those prime Raiders games that are like, what are you even doing? And they find a way to lose this one. I'll take the Saints in this one. All right. I like it. Steelers at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are going to win this one. Steelers are just not good. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is Eagles easily. Yeah. All right. Patriots at the Jets. Mac Jones will start. Uh, I'm so sorry, Sean. I have to take the Jets. Um, I just do. Mm. Uh, I, I just – I haven't seen – I haven't seen anything from the Patriots to make me feel comfortable picking them really in anything, especially after that Bears game. Um, but I'll take the Jets. I'll go with the Patriots, and and that's just because the, the got to take them. Um, kind of like you just picked the Commanders because they're the Commanders. <laughs> All right, true. Titans uh, at Texans. Uh, really, another chance for the Titans to get another win and and just start start stacking the wins. Even though both of you, both of you and I, don't think uh, that. They're a good team. Yeah. Um, if you're the Titans, you got to win this one. Yeah, you got to. I mean, get to five and two, and don't even think about it. Go to Houston, get a win, come on back home, and and uh, and and really just kind of go from there. I, I don't think the Titans are terribly good. I I don't. I think they're a one trick pony. Um, and knock on wood, Derrick Henry gets through the season healthy because without him, I just I don't know what that team is. Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm gonna go with the Texans. That I, would I really be something. just don't like the Titans. I yeah. don't like the Titans. There, there's something that rubs me wrong. I'm going to go yeah. with the Texans in that one at home. All right, this this is actually a fun one. It's a 425 game out in Seattle. Seahawks hosting the Giants. This is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be really good. Um, I, I want to take the Seahawks in this one, Shawnee, and so I'm going to. I I, I think the, the, the Giants just gave up 452 yards to the Jags. Uh, so you'd have to imagine Geno Smith is, is going to kind of step in here and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes goes off and has has one of those weeks. One of the great stories in the NFL this year is Geno Smith, um, and I think the Seahawks are are, are just outplaying themselves. And um, I think this could be the Giants' second loss. Yeah, I'm gonna have this as a toss up, Connor. Oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna go with I'll, I'll pick the Giants. If you're picking the Seahawks, I'll pick the Giants. How's that sound? I like it. Let's do it, man. All right, Commanders at the Colts, four twenty-five on Sunday. Do you have your Commanders winning this one? Yeah, dude. I think I think we get to five hundred here. Um, at some point this year, I screamed about never picking them again because I was really hurt and sad. Um, <laughs> and I and honestly, it, it could come back to I could end up being really hurt and sad here. Um, look, but just take it and run with this, man. I mean, you're you're playing a Sam Ellinger led team. Um, the Colts are bad. Um, I think you just got to go and win this one. And and the defense is starting to get their act together. And I think Heineke's going to get the most out of Terry. And I think he'll extend plays the way Carson didn't. So just go and make this happen. Let's go get a win. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Commanders as well. I think Commanders get this done. I think they go to 500. Yeah. All right, 49ers at the Rams. Who do you have in this one? I think it's their first time meeting this season. Yeah, I'll take the 49ers here. The Rams, I just don't think, look very good right now. Um, there's something going on with Matt Stafford. I, I don't know what the deal is with this Rams offense. Like, outside of Cooper Cup, they can't do anything. Um, so, I'll take the Niners here. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think the Rams get it done at home. All right, Sunday night football, Packers at Bills. I, was going to be a good game until yeah. the Packers became the Packers that they are. Yeah, it's, and it makes me sad because I just – dude, the NFL is better when Aaron Rodgers is good. The NFL is better when Tom Brady is good. Um, and the reality is, man, the Packers are just an awful football team. I, I think the Bills – I think the Bills could run away with this one. I, I really do think so. I mean, they're 11.5-point favorites, so I, I, I might just take that and take the over. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll go with the Bills as well. I think it's an easy win for Buffalo. Yep. All right, Monday Night Football, Bengals at the Browns. Do we see the same Bengals we saw last week? I think we do. Obviously, Jamar Chase being out is going to hurt, but I, I do think they've got enough enough depth there um, at that wide receiver core to, to make up the difference. So, yeah, I'll take the Bengals here. I like Cincinnati as well. That is it, man. That is week eight. 
awesome, dude. I have to run and grab dinner. Uh, and quite frankly, I know for you guys listening to this uh, as your Friday episode, you're like, dude, I don't care about your dinner. I care thoroughly about my dinner. So I'm going to go get dinner. Sean, you're probably going to go get dinner somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. boy, Is it going to be Buffalo Wild Wings? And, oh, man, I don't know. I, I had shepherd's pie earlier, so I might have to uh, do the Buffalo Wild Wings another time. But I'll grab something. Oh, God. So embarrassing. Well, fine. You, you do it some other time. Maybe next week we'll hit it up, okay? Heck, yeah. And uh, hopefully somewhere along the line we'll collect our check for all the free advertising we just give them. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Like you at least get our food in under like 45 minutes. But yeah, you know, you know, I just I don't think story. that's ever going to happen. Yeah, we just have to. Unfortunately, we, we need to put that uh, wish and, and put that on a little raft and push it out into the Pacific Ocean. That's that's really just kind of what we have to do with that. Shawnee, <laughs> um, great to hear you. Uh, it's it's always good to uh, to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll see you next week, my man. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Right on, brother. Uh, look, commanders, go get to 500, would you? For the love of God, help me out. Uh, for the rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back at it next week. Um, remember, subscribe, hit that five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at After Further Review Pod. You will see text message chains from me and Sean. You'll see us uh, trolling some of you guys. And uh, as always, some Q&As will go up there as well. So uh, make sure you're tuned in to everything you need to know there. But for Connor Forrest, After Further Review is in the books. We will see you next week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side. Thank you.